Hello, everyone. Welcome to To Be Heard Podcast, your weekly faith-filled and motivational podcast where listeners are encouraged, culture is challenged, and the truth can be heard. My name is Ayana Simone, and we are back again with a brand new To Be Heard Tuesday. We kicked off this brand new month of November, and I would argue the most special way possible because we didn't spend last week's To Be Heard Tuesday alone. We were actually joined by the queen herself, her name being Linga the Boss. If you haven't tuned into my episode, or I should say my conversation with Linga in last week's episode, you need to because everything she said needed to be heard. I personally learned so much from her journey and her story. Um, You know, with a couple of projects that I have coming up myself, I want to know how I can speak the truth um, boldly, you know, and stand firm in my convictions and, um, you know, spreading the the truth of the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, spreading that like wildfire and being so kind and so gentle when I do. And Linga provided a great perspective um, in last week's episode. So if you haven't tuned into that yet, you are missing out, my friend. You need to tune in. Um, But I'm so excited to have you guys back again for a brand new episode. Uh, We're actually going to dive into something that's really been on the forefront of my heart for a lot of different reasons. I'm going to give you a tiny, tiny hint of what that reason is. But um, a lot of it has everything to do with my next book. Now, if you are a member or subscriber of AyanaSimone.com and you're listening to this right now, you would know that I've been dropping mad hints, okay, about the next book. Even here on the podcast, I've hinted here and there, you know, when this next book is coming up. But my members and subscribers are getting the behind the scenes look of like, uh, you know, I even went as far as sending them the first draft of what the book cover lo- looks like. So I'm really including them into, um, you know, this next book and how it's being developed and, um, you know, just that entire process because I want to include you guys in it. It's the craziest thing because the first book I published, How I Fell in Love with Myself, I did not have aonismo.com. Like I did not have a community that there. I didn't have a family over on aonismone.com. So I'm really being intentional this time. Like I want you guys to be a part of the process um, so that when the book does come out, you guys can celebrate with me. And, um, you know, you can say that you were there, you know, you saw a lot of the behind the scenes. Um, not every scene, of course, but I did want to give y'all a pretty big picture of what, you know, uh, developing this next book is like. And so I will tell you this, my members and subscribers already know this. They know the title. So they're really like, they're just ahead of the game. But um, I want to tell you listeners here um, on the podcast that the next book really is about identity. And um, ironically, that is what we're going to talk about today. Because again, it's just been on the forefront of my heart. And it has been for a super long time. Um, And so being that, you know, my mission here on the podcast, I say it every episode, I want to encourage people, I want to challenge culture, I want to let the truth be heard. And specifically in this fourth season, I don't want to be heard alone. I'm kind of tired of being heard alone. I want y'all to use your voice with me, use your voice to encourage, to challenge culture, to let the truth be heard. So we're really in this together. And so You know, I really, I feel like this episode should be dedicated to this topic of identity because it's huge for us. And I'm not, everything I say about identity, it does kind of sound cliche because 
you know, sometimes we'll talk about identity as in this, like, um, you know, we really hone in on my generation and we're like, we don't know who we are. And, you know, it just sounds kind of cliche ish to some people, but it is so true. Like there are so many people. I'm not even going to limit this to my generation. I don't care who you are, what age you are, what race, whatever. We really can see it. It's clear in our culture today that a lot of people don't know who they are. And I want to present this topic very gently because I understand that it could be a very sensitive topic for people because you honestly may be tuning in today and you can honestly say you don't know who you are. Maybe you are a combination of who you want to be, who others want you to be, who you wish you were, um, to, you know, what someone told you you were. Like, it's just this mixture of um, uh, you know, everything that's been said about you, everything you thought about yourself. And in that, it can be really, really difficult to pull out the truth of who you are. And I can say from personal experience, I think I've talked about this plenty of times on the podcast, but in case you haven't tuned into this episodes, my hand is up here, okay? Like as your host, I can say honestly that I have had, um, some pretty significant questions when it comes to my identity. I actually did an episode a little bit about this uh, in last season, season three of the podcast. You'll find it. It's crazy because I think that was in November. I I, uh, recorded an episode and I titled it, Who Are You? And I really encourage y'all to give that a listen. I listened back to it a couple times and I'm like, I really need to hear that. So I think some of my best episodes are the ones that I need to hear and I need to put my headphones on to listen to and that was one of them because in that episode I kind of expressed my struggle when it comes to my identity like it is super duper so easy for me <laughs> to couple my identity with what I do so if I do something really well I'm like well I'm just that girl and that's on period like that's just who I am I am a really good girl like look at all this good I'm doing it must mean that I'm good Which, you know, that's really dangerous because if I'm coupling my identity with what I do, okay, sure, I might feel like that girl in the moment if I do something really well. But if I don't do something really well, hello, that the principle still applies there where, you know, if I fail at something, if I make a mistake, my thought process is, I'm a failure and I'm a mistake and I'm, you know, my mess up isn't just what I did, but it's who I am. And do you see how dangerous that is? Like, it is so important that we separate who we are from what we do. But ultimately, it's really important that we know who we are. And unfortunately, I feel like, and I'm sure many of you would agree, if you are honest, if you're not honest, then I don't agree with you, but in all honesty, I believe every single one of us can see it. We live in a day, we live in a culture where a lot of people don't know who they are and even worse, some people are okay with that. Some people are okay with not knowing the truth of who they are and listen to me, like I'm to be heard. I cannot just sit back and not say anything about those who are struggling with their identity. They don't know who they are. Like, they don't even have a clue. And being that, it is so easy to just latch on to, you know, either a compliment. Like, if someone compliments us, we let that tell the story and that identify us. Or someone insults us and critiques us and we let that belittling comment 
tell us who we are and we and we run with that and we let it define us who we are it's like it's a problem and so the best way though the best way that all of us here on the podcast the best way that we can find out who we are is to go to the one who made us i know it sounds christian it sounds cheesy you're like, uh, I'm sure many of the church kids are like, been there, heard that, turning this off. No, keep listening because this is true. We don't, we, how in the world can we find out who we are if we don't consult the one who made us? Like, that does not make any sense to me. If something is wrong with our phones or with our cars, we go to the one who made it, right? Like, someone who knows how the, the phone or the car is supposed to work. We take it to the one who made us, to, to who made it, right? So for us, like if we don't know who we are, it's best if we go to the one who made us. And it's okay if you don't know who made you. It's okay if you're really fuzzy on that. I want to make it real easy for you and just tell you the truth. I, as long as I've sat behind this microphone, y'all, I literally made a pact with myself. Like, Yana, if you're going to host this podcast, you cannot tell no lies. Okay, like you got to be honest with your listeners. And so I want to do everyone a favor here and just tell you the truth. I'm not lying to you. I have no interest in lying to you. That's that's a waste of my time. I may as well just like quit the podcast if I'm going to be lying to you. Y'all, the one who made you, he has a name. His name is higher than any other name. Okay. His name is Jesus. Okay. Scripture says that there was nothing on earth that was created except through Christ, except through Jesus. And so we know even, I mean, if we look at Genesis 1, the very first verse of the entire Bible, Genesis 1-1, it says, in the beginning, God created. And I think that's the coolest thing ever because the first time we see God in the Bible is when he was creating. And as a creative person myself, I'm kind of getting off track here, but as a creative person myself, that blesses me so much because it's like, I get to create with God with like the ultimate OG creator, like the creative genius himself, God. I get to partner with him and the things that I do, crazy. I'm like so blessed. And every creative person out there, you have the same privilege. I think we were all creative, but anyway, I'm getting <laughs> way too ahead of myself. Anyway, I wanna encourage y'all with the truth that you were made by God. You were created by God. You were specifically crafted by God. Meaning that he did not make a mistake when he was making you. He was not like, you know, like, whoopsie daisy, you know, like he made a mistake or like he made you on accident or as he was, you know, out there working. I have all of these like pictures and visuals of like what I think that process was like of God making human beings, which we'll talk about. We're going to get into Genesis one twenty-seven in a bit. But in that process of, of making you, God never said, oops, he never made a mistake. He didn't add too much or too little of something. No, no, no. He literally got down on his hands and knees and he perfectly crafted you into the person you were made to be. We're going to get into that in just a little bit. But one thing I do want to mention about the creation process, okay, in Genesis, we see it over and over again that God spoke and he saw that it was good. And God spoke, he saw that it was good. By the time he got to human beings, though, he didn't just speak it. We'll see in Genesis 2 that he actually put his hands to it. Like he molded you, he crafted you. He didn't just speak you into existence. So it wasn't just like he, you know, said the wrong thing and boop, here you are. Like, no, no, no. He purposefully crafted you and made you. And that is good news because I remember being in high school 
and I was a freshman in high school actually and y'all have heard my story way too many times I say it as often as I can actually because uh, I want you guys to know like where my passion comes from how I started my relationship with Christ but it was right before my freshman year of high school when I got serious about my faith and the craziest thing about that is you know I grew up in a Christian home and in a Christian church but Right before my freshman year, it was that summer before ninth grade when I was like, I get it now. Like now I know like everything I learned when I was a kid, it like makes sense to me. And I actually really want to start a relationship with Jesus. And I had this moment with him changed my life forever. So I'm this ninth grader, really, really excited about my faith. And I remember I had the science class in ninth grade. And, you know, in science, we learn about evolution versus creationism and all of that jazz and I was sitting there and my teacher made it very clear that he was pro-evolution you know he didn't believe in the creation process um and so we watched this documentary I will never forget this is ninth grade we watched this documentary and I think his name was uh Stephen Hawkins I think that was his name I think that was his name I should have looked this up before But it was like this really prominent scientist who, you know, was narrating this documentary. And he was like in the chair and he, you you guys know what I'm talking about? Like, I should have researched this beforehand. My bad. I should have done a lot more work before I pressed record. But essentially, there was a scientist and he was narrating this documentary um, and he was ill. So he narrated it as best he could. And one of the things he said in that documentary, I still remember it because I'm this like super hyper love Jesus, want everyone to know about Jesus Christian girl. And I heard this and it struck me so deeply and I still remember it. But in that documentary, he said, the scientist said, you know, essentially, and I'm probably going to butcher this, but this is the baseline of what he was saying. He said, you know, we were made, the reason why we were here is because it was an accident like the whole expansion of the universe or however he explained it like that was all initiated by an accident it was a like a mishap it was by chance that the world expanded and we got here and he said this as a way to encourage us this is what he said and I remember being so discouraged by this but it was meant to be encouraging he said so the next time someone tells you that you're a mistake you can respond back with if it weren't for mistakes you and I wouldn't be here. I And I remember like <laughs> sitting there in my science class and I'm coming straight from Psalms 139.14 that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Come on, somebody. Like I was that girl, like I'm Ayana, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Like, you know, just that your typical Christian girl. I was that for like the first two years of my faith journey. But I remember sitting there and thinking like, that is so discouraging. Why would I want to tell someone like, yep, I'm a mistake. If it weren't for mistakes, your girl would not be here. Like that to me sounds very demeaning and belittling. And just like, I don't want to identify as a mistake. I don't know about y'all, but from ninth grade to now, I've never wanted to openly and proudly say, yep, I'm a mistake. If it weren't for that mistake that happened, I wouldn't have been here I would much rather say I was made on purpose and I was not an accident and God knew exactly what he was doing when he made me and he did not say oops when he was creating me. Like that actually makes me want to hold my head up high, you know, but what he said about being made into a mistake, like 
he said that to be encouraging. And I just remember thinking, how sad is that, that some people think that that's it to them. Like they're just this mistake. And that's, you know, and that's what they identify as, you know, or that's at least where they think where they came from. They think that it was just this mistake that happened. I want to completely challenge that here on the podcast. And I encourage you to go out and challenge others with this. You're not a mistake. You were not born on accident. And I understand that some of you listening were like, girl, like, let me introduce you to my parents. Okay, like, I was definitely not planned. Even still, like, God is so purposeful. Everything that we think is just like this oopsie-daisy mistake, God's like, the way that I can use that for my purposes, like, and he wants to, he loves to create. Again, the first time we see God in the Bible is when he's creating. So everything that comes to be, God has a plan and a purpose for it. And I want that to encourage you. I don't want anyone to in today thinking like man I'm just this mistake I'm just absolutely not you're made on purpose you're born on purpose and please do not let anyone tell you otherwise but leaning further into that thought just a little bit more so we understand that we were made on purpose and we were made by God so because we were made by God means that we were made on purpose that's exactly what it means but when God made us Something that has really struck me deeply um, in the past, but especially recently, as I'm working on a couple of projects right now that has everything to do with identity and, of course, being challenged in my own life about, you know, who I consider myself to be, what I identify as. um, I've really leaned into the thought of like, okay, so God made us. He created us, perfectly crafted us. Um, We were not a mistake. We were definitely 110% purposeful. I wonder what God was thinking when he saw what he made, you know, after that process is over, after he like plucked our nose on our on our faces and, you know, assigned to us a certain skin color and hair texture and, you know, uh, height and eye color, all of the details like he so perfectly included and he thought of and he really like he didn't rush the process. I always wondered, and I've been wondering recently, wondered in the past, what God thought after he made us. Because of God, whatever God thought after he made us, I would say that that's the thought that counts, right? And that's the title of today's To Be Here Tuesday, actually. It's the thought that counts. Because I'm sure you would agree that what God thinks, that is the thought that counts. Or maybe you don't agree. You're like, I'm a full-blown atheist listening to this, which girl, guy, whoever you are, you are welcome here. Like, I want you to keep tuning in. But I want to tell you right off the bat, like, whatever God is thinking, that thought counts. And even further, what God thinks about us, that thought definitely counts. Because let me tell you something right now, okay? A lot of people think a lot of things. And a lot of people... You know, and I'm not even shaming these people because I could be like this too. But a lot of people don't have any problem telling you what they are thinking, whether you ask them or not. Now, again, I'm not shaming because I feel like sometimes I answered my thought there and no one really asked. And I'm like, oh, my bad. Like, I thought y'all wanted to know or whatever, you know. Some people, they just give it and you're like, okay, my sister. <laughs> like, I did not need that, you know. Um, but you know, that's just the truth. Like some people, if they think something, they'll tell you. And sometimes their thoughts are really encouraging and they build you up and they remind you of the truth of God's word or others bring you down and they are discouraging and they are belittling and demeaning. And it's, you know, a difficult thought to accept. 
And oftentimes we will let those thoughts, whether we find these thoughts in our comment sections, hello, or in our inboxes or through our text messages, some people will communicate whatever thought they think to us, right? And some of those thoughts have to do with what that person thinks of us or what, you know, who they would call us, what they consider us to be, who they identify us as. And very easily, you guys, I have been a victim of this many times before. If someone tells you what they think of you, you can take their thought and run with it and let that define who you are. But If we are looking at the thought that counts on this To Be Hurt Tuesday, if we're looking at what God thinks about us, what he says about us, we better pay close attention to what God is saying. And so what I love the most about God's thoughts is that he doesn't keep a lot of them secret. Obviously, he's God. I don't believe that anyone will have God figured out ever. There's not a single person on the planet besides Holy Spirit who's going to know every single thought that God has. But number one, Psalms 139.17 tells me that he thinks about us often and his thoughts about us are wonderful. And that's a really cool verse for me to rest on and meditate on. But the second to that, speaking of Psalms 139.17, we can actually read God's thoughts by reading scripture. In other words, reading the Bible is like reading God's mind. That's a quote that I put in my most recent blog post over on my website. I talk a lot about this, actually. Um, On my blog, aonasimone.com slash blog, the post is titled The First Impression. And I talk a lot about this because it's true. Like when we read God's Bible, when we read the Bible, we are reading God's mind. And I think that that is really cool that we have that much access to his brain. Like, Again, God is a creative genius. And so to just have access to his brain like that, like people pay real money, like going to museums and speaking engagements and TED Talks to get inside people's brains, you know, but all we got to do is pick up a Bible. And that's as easy as, you know, you can download the YouVersion app. You know, this episode is not sponsored, but hello, like YouVersion app is my jam, you know, because it's just it's like a one tap access to God's brain. How cool is that? And in God's brain, in his mind, we understand that God does think something about us. He thinks something about everybody. You're tuned in or whether you're tuned in or not, like God has a thought about everybody. And we can read what that thought is in scripture. And there are so much, like, please believe me when I say I am not recording this To Be Heard Tuesday blindly. I understand. And this kills me but I'm gonna try and treat this moment with all the wisdom in the world some people will twist God's thoughts in other words twist the scriptures and pervert the scriptures and present the scriptures in a way where God is just like completely against you or God like could care less about you where God sees you as just the scum of the earth and it's scary because so many people will pull from scripture and try to paint that picture of like what God thinks about them but God does think something about us and I think you know there's a lot of scripture verses that make it seem or some people try to use scripture verses to make it seem like God doesn't like us like he is just 
he's you know is against us and he prefers for us to be separated from him like so many people present scriptures in that way and so in order to rid of all the confusion because again so many christians and tuned in today they're like oh well what about this scripture what about this scripture please believe me like i'm aware of most of it i'm not gonna say i'm aware of all of it i'm not that smart but I do have a pretty, I mean, I've studied this for quite some time and every single verse that used to scare me in the past, God has been, he's been kind enough to like bring those scripture verses up to um, give me the context and let me see what the scripture is really saying, what his thought really is in that verse, because we understand scriptures, all scriptures inspired by Holy Spirit. And so, you know, he's letting the Holy Spirit lead me to see, oh, that's what the verse is saying. God is not this angry monster because that verse that I would read that would scare me would justify my view of him being an angry monster. So he's been really patient and gentle with me going through that process of just getting rid of what I th- my previous thoughts about God by clarifying his thoughts about me and the world and just all sorts of things. So I'm trying to use this moment uh, with wisdom. There's a lot more to be said about that. But essentially, with all of that, I hope I didn't confuse anyone. But if I did, let me take a moment here to rid of all of the confusion, okay? Because I think the best way that we can rid of the confusion and the best way that we can understand what God thinks about us, I think it's really smart for all of us to go back to the first thought that God thinks about us. And again, I blogged about this already in my most recent blog post titled The First Impression. You're more than welcome to check that out because I give you the answer in that blog post. Um, But some things, you know, need to be read. Others need to be heard. And I'm like, I don't want to just limit this to a blog post. I really want this to be heard. I want you guys to hear this um, because I need to hear it myself. So hearing my voice play back in my headphones, I'm like, turn it up like I need to hear it too. But the first thought that God says about us is actually in Genesis. I'm obsessed with the book of Genesis. I don't know if you could tell, but a lot of the the things that I've learned in scripture, I I always end up finding myself back in Genesis. Um, But in Genesis 127, we'll see that God created human beings. It makes it very clear. He created human beings, male and female. He created them, right? That's in Genesis 1 verse 27. But four verses later, by the time we get to Genesis 131, we see for the first time what God thinks about us. It says in Genesis 131 that God looked out at all that he made, all that he made, and saw that it was very good. And the emphasis, I put that on all that he made, because again, we understand that four verses above that, he made human beings. And then Genesis 131 says all that he made. So we are included in that word all there. Like the, all the human beings that he created, that's included in Genesis 1.31 when it says that he looked at all, he looked out at all that he made and he saw that it was very good. And that's what I want to highlight for today's To Be Here Tuesday. Again, I'm talking about the thought that counts. And the thought that counts is Genesis 1.31 when God said he looked at all that he made, including the human beings that he created. And he said, very good. And I want to encourage you with that today, listener. The very first thought that God thought about you, he said, very good. And I am not sitting behind this microphone today on this Do Be Heard Tuesday, just giving you a lot of lighthearted, cutesy, curly, pink, glittery encouragement. You know, like I'm just pulling from whatever. 
this is in scripture. This is literally in the Bible from the mind of God himself. The very first thing that he thought about you was very good. And if you are feeling weird or queasy or uneasy or unsure in any way, please believe when I first received that revelation, I was very cautious about really taking that in for a couple of reasons. And I want to share them with you in the case that you relate. But the first reason is that I understand the severity of sin. You may not, some of you may, but I understand the severity of sin. And I am all too aware of the amount of times that I fell into sin. And again, the biggest temptation for me or one of the biggest temptations for me is to couple my being with my doing. But Genesis 1.27, and I've said this so many times in season three, but Genesis 1.27 does not say that God created human doings. Nope. It says he created human beings, meaning you are a person. I cannot say that any more clearly. Like you're a person, you're a human being. And the reason why it was really hard for me to recognize that God's thought about my being, my person, to be very good is because I'm like, well, I sin a lot and I have sinned a lot and I'm afraid of all the moments when I will sin again, you know? So how can God call me very good if that? But again, I'm not what I do. You are not what you do. You are a being, not a doing. But here's the clear distinction I want to make. And especially for those of you who are like about to church me because I'm I'm, talk, I'm saying that you're very good, which I want that to resonate with you. But in the case that it's not, understand that sin is bad. In fact, I'll go as far to say sin is very bad, incredibly bad, incredibly, extremely, ridiculously bad. Okay. Sin is, sin is. And the consequence of sin is not pretty either. Okay. That's also pretty bad. And it's also painful. And sometimes when you sin, you experience the consequences, not because God hates you, but it's basic math. If you, it like two plus two equals four, you know, like if you do, if you make a bad decision, you're going to get a bad result. Like that's basic math. It has nothing to do how if God hates you or not. Like if you make a bad decision, you are going to get bad results. When you sin, it never produces a good result because sin is bad, you know, but that's sin. Sin is very bad. The fact that you fell into sin, yeah, that's very bad. The consequence of sin, very bad. The punishment of sin, very bad. It's terrible. None of us have to endure the punishment of sin. We don't have to. Those of us who are followers of Jesus, if you want to be a follower of Jesus, you can also say yes to him and you will not have to endure the punishment of sin. Little preaching moment there. But all of that is bad. The consequence of sin is bad. The sin itself is bad. The severity of sin is bad. It's very severe. But you, your being, your person who God specifically created you to be, his thought about you is very good. The sin, terrible, very bad. He don't like it. I don't like it. I've dabbled in it a couple of times and it did nothing for me. It ruined me, if anything. It ruined my life. Sin is bad. But you, who God made you to be, and I know that this is challenging so many people, challenging myself, 
but this is scripture. Like I'm not pulling from some self-help journal. Okay. Like this is the Bible. The very first thought that we see about how God feels about people, about the beings, the human beings that he created. He says, very good. And another reason why you might feel really queasy or unsure hearing that and receiving that is because maybe when you were a kid, all you heard was you're being a bad girl or you're being a bad boy. You know, shame on you. Like these very shamey terms, right? And so it's hard for us to picture a a perfect, beautiful, flawless God calling us very good because we're like, no, I did that. I'm very bad. I'm, I've been a bad girl. Shame on me. I'm a bad Christian, right? No, actually, God's thought about you is very good. And my proof, my witness is Genesis 131. And again, the title of today's To Be Heard Tuesday is The Thought That Counts. Because I really do feel like Genesis 131, how God feels about us, that is the thought that counts. And I imagine... I wonder what it would be like, what life would be like if we went back to the original thought. If we, I'm sorry, I don't even want to say go back, but if right now in the present moment, as you're tuned in today, if we put our faith in that thought, the thought that counts God's thought about us, I feel like we would make so many different decisions. We ourselves would think differently about us and about other people. If we go back to this first truth, the first thought that God thought about us, the first impression that God had of us when he called us very good, imagine yourself believing that. Instead of believing the shame that you've identified with and the lies that you've been told, instead of partnering with that and agreeing with that lie and that shame, and instead putting all of your faith and all of your belief in God, thought that I was very good in the beginning and I understand what scripture says that there's not a word in the Bible that God's going to take back like heaven and earth is going to pass away before God takes a word back you know so if God thought that we were very good back then I kind of have to assume that he thinks that about us now and I really don't think that that has changed I don't think that you know we've become very bad if we do a bad thing I think part of the reason why we do things very bad is because we forget who we are. We forget that God made us to be very good. And so when we think differently, then yeah, we are going to make poor decisions. Uh, Something that I want to point out to you, I pointed it out in the blog post, and I think it's worth mentioning today. Genesis 3.13, after Eve took that first bite of the apple and Adam soon after taking the bite out of the fruit as well, God In Genesis 3.13, he doesn't ask Eve, who have you become? No. Instead, he asks, what did you do? What have you done? Like, it was what she did that was bad. But it didn't change who she was. It didn't change who, you know, it didn't, that poor decision to fall into sin didn't change who she was. Did it, you know, cause her to become very bad, bad like her decision? No. No, and if anything... The person who did become very bad, who did become our sin, that was Jesus. We can see that, you know, uh, in Paul's letter to the Corinthian church. It says that he became sin, who knew no sin, so that we might become what? His righteousness. So like if anyone became bad 
If anyone became sin, it was the one who knew no sin. And that was Jesus. Because that's how good God is. Like God's so good that he was willing to become bad. He was willing to become the bad sin that we'll never have to become. Instead, you know, our faith in him makes us righteous. Like we become his righteousness because he became sin. What? Oh, I'm about to start crying. I felt myself get a little little (laughs) teary-eyed. Because like how? Who does that? No one but Jesus. He became sin. And then get this, y'all. When we do sin, when we do something that's wrong, we do something that's bad, God's like, if you love me and you're called according to my purpose, I actually can make that into good. Like, so you mean to tell me with Christ, I can't lose? That's exactly what I'm trying to tell y'all on this To Be Heard Tuesday, that God is in the business of making bad things good. You know, like he became the bad. I still can't get over that because I didn't mean to say that, but let's start crying. He became bad so we could become his righteousness. And those who love him and are called according to his purpose, God's like, I, I can make the bad good. Your, your bad thing, the bad thing that you did, I can actually use that for your good because I'm just that good. And I think that one of the goals that God has, and, you know, some people may take this differently and that's okay, but I really do believe that one of the goals God has is to remind us of his original thought about us, his first thought about us. And that is very good because a favorite verse of mine, I was kind of like joking about it earlier, but it really is a staple verse for me. It's cheesy and Christian as you think it is. But Psalms 139, 14 says that I was fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, or another translation says that, you know, talking about the Lord, your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. Some of you don't know it. <laughs> like literally David is like, you do, you make some good stuff. You know, David is literally like, you create some really remarkable things. Like your workmanship, God is marvelous. How well I know it. Imagine the life that you would live if you knew it. Imagine the life you would live if you understood that God, his first thought about you was very good and you believed it. Because then the coolest thing about that is that that thought doesn't change. That truth doesn't change. It's written. It's already written in Genesis 131. And so the, you know, who you are, the, your, your being, your person, God called you very good. That doesn't change. What you do may change. Some days I do very good. Other days I do very bad. But that doesn't define me. Genesis 131 defines me. In the very bad thing that I did, you actually became that thing so that I would not have to identify as it. And instead, I can become your righteousness and be very good. I know that that challenges a lot of people and I'm okay with that because I I would be not okay with it if what I, what I am saying today isn't true, but it's true. Like Genesis 131 proves it. And, um, you know, being that in this fourth season, I really want us to be heard together, right? Like, I don't, when this episode goes out, I want you to, um, or I should say, when the episode goes out, and then when you're done, you're done listening to the episode, I want you to think of some people that you can encourage them with and challenge someone with. Because our culture is gonna, I mean, gosh, I don't even know. Our culture has gone nuts with identifying as whatever, you know? But I, I just think of how we would act and who we would be and what we 
what decisions we would make if we went back to God's first thought about us, which was very good. I just, that encourages me and it challenges me and I, I hope it encourages you and challenges you as well because it's the truth. And To Be Heard Podcast is a place where the truth can be heard. And so um, think of, of the person you need to encourage and challenge someone with this. Um, my goal is you. I want to encourage and challenge you. But think about who you can then encourage and challenge so that we're all being heard together and that we're all speaking truth together, encouraging together, challenging together. Like, this fourth season is all about doing it together. And so um, I really want to thank you guys for tuning into today's To Be Heard Tuesday. I had a lot of fun recording today's episode, and I think in a lot of ways I've healed and um, my eyes are open in some new ways too, ways I won't share here on the podcast. I want to talk to God about it first, but in some really personal ways, I think I needed to hear this and I think I needed to say it to you maybe, but ultimately to me. Um, cause you know, we're very good and there's so much that I, you know, I, I want to do with that, with that thought, with the thought that counts, right? I want to do so much with that. And so stay tuned because I am doing a lot with that. I'm talking about identity in a lot of different, um, areas and a lot of different projects and realms and obviously if you want to be the first to know about those things be sure to sign up to become a member over on my website at aonisimone.com I want to fill you in on all the things that I'm working on and I want you to be a part of it be sure to follow to be heard podcast on Instagram I can also fill you in on some cool things coming to the podcast then but Ultimately, you guys, I just want you to know how much I love you, how much I appreciate you, and um, I'm really excited to see what God does next for the podcast and just so much. I don't even know. Like, there's some things that I know and others I'm like, God, like, you you know, show me what's coming. I don't know, but it's going to be a really fun adventure. It's a privilege to do it with you guys. So I love you. I can't wait to hear about, you know, some of the ways that you uh, encourage and challenge other people. But y'all will hear from me next week right here on To Be Heard Podcast.